the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. My two co-hosts, Mark Honf and Nam Fon, are off today. But we do have two special guests. Um, Our phone number is... 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is the 1930s. So we'll see how well the audience knows about the 1930s. All right, so we're going to start off with a special guest, Brad Sorosky from Transcendence Theater. And uh, let me I'll tell you a little bit about what I know about Transcendence Theater, and I'm going to let uh, Brad... Uh, uh, speak for just a little bit. So I met uh, one of the, I think the original founders, uh, gosh, it's got to be at least five years ago. Um, and what we did was we had uh, him give away some tickets on the show and that sort of thing. And and uh, I got to uh, go to a couple of shows and I got to tell you, it is, it's like, it's like Broadway, but it's here in the Bay Area is where I've been uh, watching them. And uh, the, this last one was was phenomenal because sometimes what they've done is they've had outdoor settings. And it's really cool to be outdoors and then kind of watching uh, musical uh, numbers going on, et cetera. So, Brad, I'm going to let you take it from here, all right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on. Sure. I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, yeah, we um, – we're we're doing our Broadway Under the Stars concerts right now in in uh in Sonoma Valley, and uh, we actually have uh, our closing weekend of a show that you saw. Uh, the yep. beat goes on, which is uh, music from the '60s, '70s, and '80s. It's all pop music. We have about 15 performers we bring in from Broadway and around in Hollywood as well, and uh, we have a 10-piece band, and we do a full out concert with singing and dancing uh it goes through all three decades it's outdoors under the stars it starts with a pre-show picnic at five o'clock where we have food trucks and seven eight different wineries pouring wine uh we have um it's just really a great thing to come at five o'clock and the show begins at 7 30 and the sun sets during the show and the sun comes and the i'm sorry and the stars and the moon come out and it is it is a magical experience and we have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this show, and then it's done. 
Yeah, and, and I got to say, the so the food trucks were awesome. Pouring the wine was great. I mean, it's like a party, and then you get to have the show. And uh, my mother-in-law was a big-time ballerina in New York, and so she, she her expectations are kind of high. And every time she's gone, she's really enjoyed it. And the uh, uh, the performers, when they find out who she was in, uh, uh, as a dancer, uh, they always kind of uh, swoon around her. So it was really kind of fun. Uh, but it was that was yeah. great. So uh, again, why don't you give out your information if uh, people want to come to see Transcendence Theater and, and which shows are uh, coming up? Yeah, absolutely. All you have to do is go to bestnightever.org. That's bestnightever.org. And you can also just Google Broadway Under the Stars and Wine Country. And our next shows coming up are going to be at Beltane Ranch, uh, which is a beautiful ranch in Sonoma. And uh, the, the, the show we're doing next is opening July 28th, and that's The Full Monty. And it's a fun Broadway hit musical comedy. That's a full Broadway show that we're doing. And uh, it, it goes for four weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights, July 28th to August 20th. And then we continue on with our next concert at Beltane Ranch called An Enchanted Evening. And that's one of our concerts where we have Broadway standards and dance and some pop music. And again, uh, that one opens September 7th, runs for two weekends to September 17th, all this information, food truck information, winery information, uh, all the information about the event is at bestnightever.org. Well, and again, I, I can uh, talk from personal experiences because I've seen at least five shows over the last so many wow. years. Yeah, I don't know. It's been, it's been great. I've seen them uh, yeah, indoors. I've seen them outdoors. Uh, I just haven't seen them in outer, outer space yet, but someday it'll come there, I'm sure. <laughs> all right. Oh, wow. Brad, so again, uh, bestnightever.org. That's a pretty easy one to remember. Um, And uh, again, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You'll really enjoy the show. And I also want to make a quick mention here. Uh, What are we making a mention for? Oh, the Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge um, in Lake Tahoe. They have, I think it's 250 feet of beachfront property. Uh, Check them out at thelakeshorelodge.com. When we come back, we're going to introduce our next guest, Ace Ace Haggerty of Superhero by Design. But I am going to cut to my first commercial break and ask the first trivia question where the theme is the 1930s. All right. So again, to my guests, if you know the answer, don't say anything yet. All right. First trivia question. Who who broadcast his adaptation of War of the Worlds in 1938? He did this on the radio, all right? Call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate, which, by the way, is worth over $100. Again, here is the question. Who broadcast on, on the radio his adaptation of War of the Worlds in 1938? And my mom actually heard that when she was a little girl and uh, and almost ran for the hills. <laughs> so that's our trivia question. All right. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. 
Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host. And our first trivia question was, what, who, excuse me, what, who broadcast his adaptation of War of the Worlds in 1938 on the radio? And it scared the bejesus out of everybody because they really thought we were being invaded. Anyway, okay, now you, now you guys can guess. Who was that? Okay, Brad, uh, Ace doesn't know. Uh, Brad, you're still on. Do you know the answer? Um. Was it uh, like Orson? Oh, yes, Orson Welles. Orson Very Wells. good. Nice. Orson Welles. Okay, so now we're going to introduce Ace Haggerty of Superhero by Design. I, I like that. Now your real name is Matthew, right? But we go, we, we're going, we, but we go by Ace. So yes, sir. I like that is that. correct. <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became involved in real estate investing. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. And I love that your show is from the Bay Area. I was born in San Francisco, raised in Fremont myself. So I am a Bay Area native. However, I live in Nashville, Tennessee Oh, right, okay. right now. Um, but I love the Bay Area, loved growing up there. And actually, that's how I started in real estate was house flipping about 10 years ago okay. in, in the East Bay. That was, and, that was actually a very good time, ten year, ten, about 10 years ago to start house flipping in the Bay Area. Oh, it yeah. was a fantastic time. Yeah, we, we did a short sale. That's uh-huh. how I got in. Uh, okay. Partnered up with a, a broker and he specialized in short sales. And I was in construction, uh, structural engineer by trade, but I was a contractor as well. And so I was able to, we teamed up. He would find the deals. I would flip them. He would sell them. And it worked out really well. And that's kind of the blueprint that I've used for the majority of my career. I, I like staying in my lane yeah. and I like being in construction and I've dabbled in buying or selling, being on the front end or back end of deals and found that I'm not very good at it. So I might as well just stick with what I like doing what I'm good at. Okay. So for the, most of our audience is fairly sophisticated, but just for those who may not be familiar with short sales, let's give a little explanation and, and how you actually had worked out your transactions. Yeah. So short sale, essentially when people are in pre-foreclosure, a short sale is an option that they could do so that they don't totally go into full foreclosure. It's not great for their credit, but it's definitely a good alternative. They're able to sell their property, pay their debt. And essentially when you pick up a short sale, it's um, you'd have to definitely get with somebody who knows what they're doing. I don't, Honestly, I don't know the specific ins and outs, but the guy that I partnered with knew them very well. And all I remember from those transactions, honestly, was once we bought the property, I had 90 days before we could list it. So there is a buffer period. You can't just get the property, flip it within a couple of weeks if it's a short flip. And, and get it off the books. You're going to have to hold on to it for three now, months. Basically, the short sale is where the lender is willing to uh, relinquish their lien for less than what they're owed. Correct. Right? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Back, back 10 years ago, there were a lot of people that were upside down. This was the yeah. tail end of the Great Recession, but there were still people that were um, kind of in limbo with uh, being foreclosed on. And so this was a good alternative. The bank got their books clean. Investors liked it because they got the house at a discount. The homeowners liked it because they didn't go into full foreclosure and have their credit ruined for the next eight to 10 years. Yeah, because if they're going to be upside down, they're going to lose the property anyway. 
So exactly. rather than a foreclosure on their on their book uh, on their uh, credit, like you said, in some cases they call it cash for keys. Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, if you can work that out with the uh, uh, occupant of the of the house, sometimes you have to pay them a little bit of money. Otherwise, they, they squat. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I've I've run into that before. Cash for keys is is a great way to incentivize somebody and my first deal that's kind of what we did too we we got the house for a certain amount but we also gave the homeowner uh i think it was either eight or ten thousand dollars to kind of just walk away so yeah yeah, that was kind of the the lay of the land how i got my feet wet in real estate and honestly i i never looked back after that we made on that first deal we made 90 grand net split between two of us in three months of work it was an easy flip and yeah. 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 So yeah, it, 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 you know, it's funny if, you, if sometimes I bet, yeah, you really have to work with the owner where you have to explain to them, look, I'm, I'm offering you five or 10 grand or whatever it is versus if you do nothing, not only going to have this bad on your credit, but you're going to lose the house. And I mean, your only hope is if it, it gets bid up uh, yeah. at that foreclosure, which nowadays is almost impossible because of the new rule that they made. I say new, but I think it was, January 2021, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it's 2022, where uh, you, you're if if you who uh, not it's not really a right of redemption, but there, I can't remember it's uh, AB 2031, whatever the whatever the figure I can't remember the figure, but uh, yeah, effectively it's going to stop the overbidding, which is silly because it's right, kind of, it's so it's bad. The government's trying to help people, but they're doing worse for the for the homeowner. Oh, I agree. I agree. Well, I don't want to get into government policies, but it's another, yeah, another scenario where their intention was good, but played out in real life. It doesn't always end up that way. That's a very uh, wise way of putting it. Um, So what kind of, we're going to go to a break here in another minute or so, but what kind of real estate investing do you practice? Well, right now in Nashville, I'm a developer. I'm Oh. Spec, spec homes. So I got into the development world, which anybody that has heard of Nashville knows it's a great market. And even yeah. today, it's an absolute great market. So I love doing development, uh, which I am in currently in, but I also am involved in short-term rentals quite a bit as well. So okay. I know that's been a pretty hot topic as well with interest rates going up and people investors getting a little bit scared and things like that. So we can yeah. we can hop into that too, if you want. Is now and Nashville is still a pretty hot market, isn't it? It's the craziest. I moved out there five and a half years ago, and you would yeah. drive down pretty much any neighborhood. You'd see a house either getting torn down or rehabbed almost on every single block, and it wow. has not stopped in the five and a half years that I've lived there. And even through all this craziness right now, it is continuing. Uh, I, I'm a structural engineer by trade. I work okay. with a lot of big builders. I'm a builder myself, and everyone just keeps on going. Yeah, I, and I visited. Uh, we decided one time to to spend Fourth of July there, and uh, it was it was great. It was a very nice town. I liked it a lot. Okay, uh, we're going to go to our second trivia question. Uh, again, we're we're talking the 1930s. Which English king abdicated the throne in 1936 to marry an American-born divorcee? All right. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We are going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. 
Realtor.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Ace Haggerty. Uh, second trivia question, which English king abdicated the throne in 1936 to marry an American-born divorcee? My trivia is terrible. I usually <laughs> just go for trivia night for the pitchers of beer. But if I had to, if I had to take a stab, King James. Uh, no, that was, that goes back quite a ways, King James, uh, to the Bible, <laughs> 1611. Uh, no, uh, King Edward. We love that name, Edward. Uh, <laughs> yeah, King Edward. I think it was uh, uh, Wallace. Uh, so God, what was her name? Her name was Wallace somebody. She was, she was uh, an American-born uh, actress. Gotcha. Uh, Wall, not William Wallace, because that's a guy, but it was Wallace <laughs> something. I can't, I can't remember. Her first name, I think it was Wallace. Anyway, um, also, I want to make a quick mention here for Alcatraz Tours. Uh, check them out. You can visit Alcatraz Island. Go check Alcatraz Tours. Awesome. I've done it once. It was really pretty cool because you get to see like where Al Capone was and, you know, the guys who escaped and, and how they created their paper mache uh, uh, lookalikes, so to speak. It's really pretty cool. All right. Um, so we're in the studio here, uh, actually on Zoom, because uh, you're you're in Nashville, right, Ace? Yes, sir. Yes, I am. And how did you get the nickname Ace, by the way? Very long story short. However, it was given to me by a group of men. Uh, I call them uh, my tribe, actually. Okay. Uh-huh. And it was just a part of my life where I needed to make a dramatic change. And this is where the whole superhero by design thing was created. And we did this immersion event where we got to box and fight with professional MMA fighters. And wow. whole weekend, yeah, killing ourselves, literally, physically, mentally. And at the end of it, we got around the fire as men do. Yeah. And everybody got a what we called back then a champion name. I call them superhero names, but (laughs) everybody had uh, called me ace. And immediately when they said the word ace, the name ace, I was like, that's me. And I was like, I love that name, but why ace? (laughs) And essentially in world war two, the fighter pilots were given the name ace. If they got shot down a few enemy planes. So it really, what they saw out of me was an extreme amount of focus. Like we were in the rings with, okay. with professional fighters. And for me, they saw a level of focus just to go after my opponent, go after my enemy and take them down the best I could. And so they saw a fight in me that couldn't, that wouldn't stop. Okay. So I, I know a little bit about MMA fighting. Um, now, are you actually trained in that or you just want to, how, how does, are you trained in that? I, not trained in it. It okay. was a uh, an immersion weekend, a men's retreat weekend. Yeah, uh-huh. and so we used boxing kind of as a metaphor for the masculine journey. Okay, and cool. so yeah, these fighters they were amazing. Obviously, they were holding back quite a yeah. bit against. I was going to say that unless you're unless you're trained yourself, they're going to probably hold back. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, they they did throw out a couple blows. We did it with boxing. So it wasn't the, like the jujitsu wrestling oh, or anything gotcha. like that, just stand up boxing. Okay. And, but yeah, we gave it our all and it came. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Protect yourself a little bit or or like those. Yeah, exactly. uh, Sumo sumo wrestling uh, bubble things, you know, (laughs) we, we, we didn't, we didn't have those. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I I got, I got the wind knocked out of me a couple of times. So that would have been very helpful to have. then. (laughs) um, And was this a church retreat? Like a lot of times, you know, guys at the church group. Yeah. This was through my mentor. It's called undisputed mastery. I have a, a a life coach for lack of a better term. And it's an event he puts on. So it's usually a group of about 20, 20 to 24 men. And it's really an opportunity for us to really make a lot of personal breakthroughs in our life, mentally, cool. emotionally, professionally. And that really was the turning point of my life because my story, long, long story short, back then I was running three businesses, the development, yeah. the engineering, I was doing turnkey rentals as well. I had a turnkey rental company completely spreading myself way too thin. And as we know, as entrepreneurs and specifically in real estate, we can definitely do that. And then things like my marriage started to, to uh, really deteriorate my health. I gained a lot of weight. I wasn't healthy and mm-hmm. everything started to, to crumble. And two days before the event, my wife came up to me and said, if you don't make a drastic change in your life, we're done. And for me, we were together for 12 years. That was rock bottom. And I, well, this, this event happened at the right place at the right time. And that has propelled everything for the last 18 months that I've done in my life. Incredible amount of things, uh, business related, personal related. And yeah. it all, this was kind of like this event was the catalyst and then getting donned with the name ACE yeah. and that identity has yeah. changed my life changed my That's life awesome. and, and your theme song is probably men 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 men, men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love that that's a great song <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's really cool okay let's uh, let's uh, head back to real estate for just a minute here got, got another boy it goes fast though i tell you, you got another minute before we go to so what advice would you give to someone who's new to real estate investing particularly in flipping houses oh man okay i would say for for house flipping I made the mistake of using my own money. When I moved from California to Nashville, I sold my house, had a bunch of money that I could use to start flipping. Well, when you start using your own money for everything and don't have a W-2, that money can run out pretty quickly after a couple jobs. Um, yeah. And I almost wasn't able to pay for my wedding uh, oh, because, no. of, because of that. I Yeah, I, once again, common theme, spread myself way too thin. Yeah. So my advice for people flipping is to... Whether you, if you have a W-2, that's great because then you don't have to put hundred percent down. You can only 10%, 20%, depending on how, what kind of loan you get. So, um, but also Robert Kiyosaki always talks about OPM, other people's money, partner up with somebody, raise private capital. You can go so much further working as a team with getting other people on board, whether they have equity or not. And that's the amazing thing about real estate it's as creative as you can get and raising money is no different. Okay. We'll get into that in the next segment here. We're going to cut to our third trivia question here. In 1934, which criminal was shot and killed outside a movie, a Chicago movie theater? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Again, in 1934, which criminal was shot and killed outside a Chicago movie theater? Stay with us. The best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. 
Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, or well, actually one more time, Edward Brown here along with my special guest, Ace Haggerty. Uh, third trivia question. In 1934, which criminal was shot and killed outside a Chicago movie theater? I actually... Probably know this. There is a band named after him that I used to listen to when I was a kid. And I believe it is John Dillinger. Dillinger, that is correct. And, and what did he say when they said, why do you rob banks? Oh, I, I couldn't tell you that. Because <laughs> that's where the money is. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. As I as I tell my guests, uh, you got one out of three. That'll get you in the Hall of Fame in baseball. Hitting 333. Not bad. There you go. All right. I'll take it. All right. So now let's, let's talk a little bit about, you said uh, OPM, OPM, other people's money. How did you raise other people's money, you know, money from other people? Yeah, that's a great question. So I had mentioned a turnkey rental business. When I was in Nashville, I partnered up with somebody. Once again, he was really good at finding deals and he was really good at raising money as well. And so in that business, we actually did turnkey rentals out of state. So we went to Columbus, Georgia, Cincinnati, Ohio, and we started to purchase properties there. And we built that business up very quickly. We did about 200 flips in about three years. And we started the business in 2019. I've been since bought out of the business. However, how we raised money is he he was from the oil industry. He used to raise money as an oil guy. So he had contacts mainly in Texas, and oil for anybody that knows the oil industry is uh, you can win, you know, you can yeah. make a lot of money. You can lose a lot of money. It's, it's like gambling almost. And so just approaching those people and saying, Hey, we've got turnkey rentals. We're raising money. So what we did, and this was the great thing, no money down. We raised the wow. entire purchase price, the entire rehab, hundred percent and the interest that we were going to pay them over a three to six month period. And so we were able to fully finance each project hundred percent paid those investors. We gave them 12%, two points on the back end, and we paid them all the interest payments on the back end as well. So we're not out of pocket every month. And that allowed us to buy it, flip it. And then we would sell them to another guy in Southern California who had investors that wanted out of state, turnkey properties. So now what was your specific role during that time? My role was to set up the systems and the operations. And essentially I had to take what I learned in rehabbing and make it scalable. So we're talking pretty much just having a package, you know, what type of flooring are we using? What type of cabinets, what type of countertops, what type of appliances, making the connections with the vendors and then getting a project manager out there full time to run all the subcontractors and keep everything together because obviously it was out of Cincinnati and Georgia. You're not going to have the same guy flying back and forth to get boots on the ground. So the other guy, uh, your, your partner had the connections where, uh, so he found the property and he also raised the money. Uh, So you you were doing the boots on the ground type type of thing. And how did you, okay. So your clients got 12%, 2% bonus, everything paid at the end. Correct. Um, 
Uh, so th- there was no real profit split. There was just, they, they just got all their money plus the 12%. Wow. That was pretty good that you were able to raise, you know, 110, 120%, 130% of whatever, you know, uh, what you needed to, to cover all that. You must have uh, convinced them that the prices that you guys were paying were so low. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's where it's so important to evaluate your market. There's certain criteria that we had when we would go into a market and we made sure that we can get in, buy these houses, have a rehab budget, have everything built in. And, you know, sometimes the rehab would go longer as, as we know, nothing, yeah. nothing goes perfect, but we had a good relationship with our investors. And so if we needed to do a three month extension, six month extension, we'd give them a couple extra points, something like sure. that. And so client, would their, name, would their names go on the deed of trust or a fair the deed? Um, I, I mean, believe, how is it registered? Yeah. Um, the deed I believe was under our name, but they, they had a lien on the property Okay, and we, we signed a whole bunch of personal guarantees as well. So that, uh, that, that helped them sleep better at night as well. Sure. Not yeah. me, but <laughs> no, no, it, it's, and a lot of it's just icing on the cake. It's more of a psychological yeah. thing because in reality, depending upon which state you're in, whether you do judicial or non-judicial, uh, they're probably just going to let you walk and take the property they're, they're, rather than go after you personally for it. They could, exactly. but you know, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's more, like I said, it's more of a psychological thing, but it's good that you guys are willing to do that. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree. And that's the thing I love so much about real estate is I always say to people, you're only as good in re- real estate as you are creative because the more creative you can be, the crazier things can get. Like everyone says, if they supply the money, they own 50% of the proper project property, whatever, 50% equity. They're the money guy and you're the action guy. Well, we were just like, Hey, here's our track record. I've been flipping houses for years. This is what we do. Here's your returns. And honestly, once those investors get paid back the first time, they're lining up to throw that money back in and just recycle it. Because if they're, if they're making 12% and they get that rolled over three or four times a year, they're not making 12%. They're making 20, 30% on their money. So they just want to keep going and going and going. And these are short term loans. So for them, they, Oh, so so, so it was not 12% annualized. It was 12% interest and it could if it took like only three months that's actually a 48 percent rate of return yeah gotcha oh okay okay oh they made very enticing they made very good money and so that's the thing like yeah you know we we did really good rehabs got good tenants in so our money raise investors were happy the investors that bought the properties afterwards after they were already rented the turnkey version of them, they were happy because they get this almost brand new spanking house, new tenants and everything. Um, So it it worked out really well. And shoot, we even continue to grow the business through COVID and we know how crazy things got during COVID and we just kept pushing and expanding. We only have about 20 seconds before we go to our next break. Um, How did your uh, partner find the properties? Maybe why don't you tell you what, we'll cut to a break. When you come back, see if we can answer that question. All right. No trivia question right now, but uh, stay with us. The best of investing will be back with some closing comments. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. 
Realestateagents.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Ace Haggerty. Okay, so Ace, uh, you were about to say how your partner uh, was able to find properties. Yeah, so it started out with a realtor. We had a local realtor that we would use and she would find the deals. But then we'd also meet wholesalers. So we'd start getting deals through wholesalers. And I, the thing about marketing, it's not, everyone says, it's who you know, it's who you know. It's not who you know, it's who knows you. And once we oh. started gobbling up lots of properties, buying little package here, four or five properties, things exactly. like that. They'll find you. Yeah. Oh, they will find you. And just doing a little bit of advertising around town, it did a whole heck of a lot because it wasn't a big community. It was maybe a population of 110, 120,000. So small little community, nothing really around it. So you get your foot in the door. You do good work. You show people you are going to do what you say you're going to do. Be a person of your word. And that goes a long way because people would come to us. Hey, I've got this package. Hey, I've got that. They knew we could raise money. They knew we could rehab and get it done. And once you start building up that momentum, especially in a market like that and get your name out there, then people are going to start finding you. And then we just find deals all over the place. Just like it, it was just crazy. It's like the floodgates opened for us, but it's because we did what we said we were going to do. We forged yeah. relationships with people and really respected what they did. They respected what we did and just doing things the right way. John Maxwell is one of my favorite guys to follow big on leadership. He always says, there's no such thing as business ethics. It's just ethics. Ethics, Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, it's like, you know, if you're, you're not the, you don't sound like the type of guy, you know, you look at a deal and you start doing it and you go, ah, this isn't working. You, I got no money in the deal. I'm out of it. Okay. Mr. Client investor, all yours, take it over. And it's like, wait, oh, yeah. I'm into this thing for over a hundred tens on the dollar. So um, how do people get hold of you if they have uh, questions that they want to ask you? Yeah, they, they can go on my website. It's superherobydesign.com. If you go on that website, uh, right there on the main page, you can get a free ebook. I actually wrote a book on how I completely transformed my life. It has my story, but it also has the tips, the tools, the tricks that I did to completely change my life. So they can go to the website and, or they can email me directly, ace at superherodesign.com. And then I also have a podcast, Superhero by Design, where I interview real life superheroes, people that are doing amazing things, mission-driven and are changing the world. What kind of uh, interviews, uh, what kind of, people change in the world? It's um, just people that I've met who the focus of it is to show people that they can really do whatever they want to do in life. You got to work hard. You got to yeah. hone your skills, superpowers, I call them. But I love introducing people. I feel like media, all of that, it's always doom and gloom, this and that. Yeah. I want to highlight people that are really doing great work. They don't have to be doing these crazy things all over the world. They can just be doing things in their local community. Yeah. Well, that's where it starts. When they say, you know, like for the newspapers, if it bleeds, it leads, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, and my, my, uh, my, my, uh, 
Mike is saying, I guess is a good way of putting it is uh, honor is given, but respect is earned. I love that. Yep. Like that one, exactly. I made that one up. Okay. <laughs> because you think about it, you know, you may not respect someone, but you may honor the position that they're in, you know, be a boss right. or, you know, the mayor of a town or whatever it is. All right. Uh, we're going to uh, cut out here for our thoughts for the day. But again, I want to thank Ace Haggerty from Superhero by Design for joining us for a great interview. Always kind of fun. Uh, and here's our thoughts for the day. So where do you find a cow with no legs? Right where you left it. <laughs> he ain't moving too far. Okay. And why aren't koalas actual bears? Because they don't meet the qualifications. Love it. I you love like dad that? jokes. Yeah, yeah dad, dad jokes. jokes. Exactly. Yeah, gotta love those dad jokes. Gotta, okay. All right. Audience, tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to the best of investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com